Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilfert, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Hey, hey, it is another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. Thank you for being here for another episode. I just appreciate you always coming back and just sometimes listening to me go on and on. And sometimes I have a point, but I just am so grateful that you are here. And I hope and pray that this podcast blesses you because that is the purpose of this podcast for me is to help you feel like you are not going through what you are going through as a mom alone, that there is somebody else out there going through the mud with you. And today we are going to talk the mud that we are going to talk about is puberty. You might not even be close to this stage, but stay with me because this episode is for you. For me, talking to my kids about puberty has been easier because I started at a young age with a no filter, open door policy. I'm going to just talk about kind of my experience today with having kids who are growing and having to talk about body changes and periods and all of the things that go on. Uh, My kids for reference are almost 12, 10, and almost 8. So 6th, 4th, and 2nd grades. So like with the 6th grader, obviously she's had the class in fifth grade that talks about all the body changes for both boys and girls and just and whatever but when my kid went into that class nothing was a surprise like we have talked about it all at home first and that's the way I want it and I'm going to talk to you about how we got to that point because it's not really something that maybe maybe it's something you got talked to about as a kid but I did not grow up in a household where it was as open door of a policy now as it is now. And I mean, it's, it's, it can be awkward, right? And like no fault of my parents. Like it's, it's awkward. Like especially my dad raising three girls. But I want a different for my girls. Like I don't want my girls to feel embarrassed about getting their period, having their boobs grow or not. I was the kid who was a late bloomer and I still, like I talk about now, like I have no boobs. I <laughs> was a was a late bloomer as far as like needing a bra but I wore a bra early because I wanted to feel like I was part of the crowd and like all my friends were wearing bras and I remember this being in like sixth grade I like still probably didn't need to wear a bra but I did and so anyway okay so I have always been pretty openly naked in front of my kids okay I have three girls and so there's there's probably a difference for you if you have a son and maybe not but just normalizing the body right and when my kids would touch and still to this day if they like look or touch my stomach you know it's it's not the same as theirs there's a lot of like loose skin and stretch marks and my belly button looks funny from having three babies and my boobs look different than theirs or my hips and my butt's a lot bigger right and so being open and and talking about those things, laughing about it, like it's kind of silly, right? But everybody has a butt. It's okay. Kind of normalizing talking about 
body parts is really important from very early on giving their body parts real names vagina penis boobs breasts whatever you want to call it and not those nicknames one because it norm it makes it so that like your your son's penis is also like just a body part like his arm is a body part right and yes there's a difference between like your arm's a little bit more of a public part and your penis is a little bit more of a it's not a little bit more it is a private part right and so teaching them those boundaries but the fact that like you can talk about a penis with your son in the same way that you can talk about his arm or you can talk about your daughter's vagina in the same way that you can talk about her foot so just having those conversations with them and then two you also want to give them their real names because and god forbid this ever happened but if anything were to ever happen with them as far as abuse goes and they have to be in court or they have to be defending themselves, giving your child the real name, this person touched my vagina instead of even crotch. Like, I don't I don't even know some like weird names for vagina. <laughs> I thought of vagingo. Is that from Friends? But giving your child the real names of their body parts and talking about it openly at your house, making it super normal. Yeah, yep, we have a body part. Yep, that's a private part. You know, when they get older, like they want a little bit more privacy and you're like, yeah, no, she wants to change in private and that's okay. You have to give her that space. Or I used to go to the bathroom with the door open and now I, I, I okay, let's be real. I still do. My kids are always just like, mom, <laughs> like what? Everybody pees. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So that's really important is to have conversation around body parts, just making them normal from early on. The second thing that is really helpful, another thing that is really helpful is just being open to about your period, especially if you have daughters. I used to actually just be okay with changing. I use a menstrual cup and I used to be okay changing my menstrual cup in front of my kids. Now they are totally disgusted by it, but you know, periods are disgusting. So that's also legit, but it, from early on, then we have been talking about yep, once a month mommy gets a period and here's what it is. And as they get older then, we just, we talk about it. And it, it's a normal thing. And no, they don't want to get their periods, but yep, they know that it's coming someday. And the other thing too that I'll, I'll be like, I'm sorry that I was really crabby today. I am not feeling well because I have my period and I'm just really like, blech. Even little comments like that to them normalizes getting a period and it makes it less of an embarrassing thing. I actually just, little side note, recently started using the Nixit menstrual disc versus I was using just like a traditional menstrual cup for like 10 years and it has been a game changer for me. Like going to a menstrual cup was a game changer, but also switching to the this menstrual disc, oh, so amazing. But I, what was the point of me telling you that? Oh, (laughs) their motto is like, take the embarrassment out of getting a period. And I love that because it is just a normal thing for a woman to be dealing with extra acne and hormones and moodiness and getting bloody gunk that comes out of your body. Like, yeah, gross, but also normal if you are female. So, having conversations around that early about you getting your period 
is good. And and just like being open and honest, like when they ask something about it or just in general when they ask things, being honest with them and open. Um, my kids will ask me things that aren't easy to answer or, you know, like when you have the sex talk for the first time, just being straight up and not making it weird on your end so they feel less weird, right? Just, yep, like every woman gets a period and it comes once a month and and whatever. And then, you know, kind of explain the basics, but then let them ask questions because, you know, sometimes they don't want all of the details and sometimes they just wanted to know the basics. They don't have questions. And then other times they do have questions or they'll come back to you after they've thought about it for a little bit and they're like, okay, wait, I have what about this, right? Like when it comes to a period or what about this when it comes to sex? And so anyway, I guess we'll talk about that too. Have a discussion with your kids about sex before they get the information from their friends. Please talk to them about it and obviously make it age appropriate. Like my oldest was almost 10 when we had the talk and actually we had it while we were weeding outside she was home on quarantine that week and I she was helping me pull all of like the dead weeds out of the the yard because praise the lord it was snow was melting and stuff and I just we had had you know little kind of talks about she would ask questions but she never went in depth about it and so I finally just like asked her have you ever heard the word sex and then I just explained it to her and her response was ew and I'm like, yeah, it sounds gross to you and that's okay. But it actually feels really good when you do it in the right situation, right? Like if with a, within a marriage and anyway. And then it wasn't long after that that my oldest, no, my middle came downstairs one morning when I was reading a book called The Naked Marriage, I think it was. Was that, was that the book? I can't even remember. Um, but there was... For some reason, it came up. She came down, she sat on my chair, and it came up because she saw the book, and I just told her what sex was. And again, her response was, gross. And she is a little bit more like, oh, I don't want to talk about this stuff with you, Mom. And so she didn't ask any questions. But she, like, would come back around or whatever. Well, Carmen was, (laughs) my youngest, was younger when she found out. She was probably, she was seven. Like, it was this past summer because she has older sisters and older neighbors and so they all know what sex is and they would kind of say stuff and giggle and and uh, so one day she just came to me and and asked me what sex was and I told her and again her response was gross (laughs) which is so funny but but I want them to learn these things from me and so just finding a way to be comfortable with talking about it being open about it one of my daughter's friends told me at one point, we saw like a bumper sticker and with some, something with a penis. I don't know, like really people. But she was like, uh, did you see that? And I was like, yep. I was wondering if you guys did too. And then she goes, my mom didn't have to teach me about that because I learned all about it on the internet. I don't want that for my children. And I know you don't want that for your children. It can feel awkward, but just do it. And the more you do it, the less awkward it is. Now, one resource that was really helpful for me was the American Girl Body Parts book. I don't even know the specific name of it. I will link it in the show notes. But they have multiple books that if you just need help 
even starting these conversations, it is a good place for you to begin. And it, it just kind of walks through everything like hair, acne, uh, yeah, body parts, all of the body parts, periods. It talks about um, what else? It's been a while since I've read it. I just am finishing it with my 10-year-old, but we started it a long time ago and we just recently picked it up again to finish it. But I read it with my older, I'll read it with my younger. And then they have different ones, you know, like talks about feelings and I'm sure it touches on hormones and things. But that was a really helpful way to, just a tool to talk about, to talk about it all. Because it can be awkward to just be like, oh, hey, have you ever heard of sex? Yeah, that's awkward, right? Or hey, did you know that your boobs are going to grow someday and you're going to have to wear a bra every day of your life? Like, it's not always an easy thing to bring up. And so, like, having some sort of resource like that is just incredibly helpful. And just say, hey, I got this book that I really want to read together. And Maria and I would just, and Sylvia too, we would just take turns reading like a paragraph. And then at the end of a page, we'd, you know, I just kind of pause. Do you have any questions? Do you have any thoughts? And she sometimes didn't and sometimes did. And it depends on the kid. They may or may not even want to read it with you. I have a girlfriend who, whose daughter was like, I don't want to read this with you. Like just she read it on her own. And then her mom would just kind of check in with her. Like, did you read that book? I saw you were reading that book. Do you have any questions? And the more, again, the more you talk about it, the better. Even little things like, sometimes Carmen will somebody you know sometimes once in a while like a kid will hit me in the boob and I'll be like oh that really hurt my boob my boob's really sensitive because I'm getting my period soon like just normalizing it saying those little things really kind of help and again like you think that this might be far out for you if you only have you know preschool kids or you don't have kids who are going through this yet please know this is for you Please start talking about these things now and making them normal now because then when they do get older and things start to happen, it's not as hard to talk about it. And so I guess without repeating myself too much here, if you had to take anything away from today, from this conversation about how to help your kids through puberty is to just talk to them about it. And okay, another thing I just thought of because this is how I roll just off the cuff of my off off the cuff off the sleeve off the cuff off the cuff I just talk <laughs> and so when my oldest especially like she's just like me she's an emotional human and she wears her emotions on her sleeve my 10 year old is totally different where she tries to hide those emotions but okay, so we'll be having a conversation with my 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old about some stuff and she might just start crying. And instead of like shaming her for that or saying like, oh my gosh, it's not that big of a deal. What I talk to her about and my husband's really great at this too is and get get him on board to just talk and be open. And if you are a girl mom, teach him. He doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? He doesn't know what it's like to be a girl and go through those hormones and periods and all of the things. But anyway, back back to the conversation. She's crying and, you know, I'll just say like, it's okay to have feelings. Yep, <laughs> cried out. Like sometimes hormones, and I'll, I'll straight up say it, like sometimes hormones just don't make sense and they make you cry. 
when you maybe think you shouldn't or maybe in a situation where you normally wouldn't cry when you're not dealing with hormones but it is what it is cry it out if you need to or just feel the feels and you know depending on the situation as far as like we were having a conversation one day about a school thing and it didn't really need to be like a super stressful conversation but because she was dealing and she she was dealing with some of those like hormonal things I think with her body and it just she cried and it was just you know what it's okay in the same way that you help your kids know, like, no matter what their feeling is, it's okay. It's okay to have your feelings, right? Have them safely, depending on, <laughs> I'm also thinking on the opposite end of the spectrum, like, tell my seven-year-old, it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to hit me. You got to keep us safe. Like, let's find a different way. Or just feel your feelings, punch the, punch your crash pad, but don't punch me. In the same way that you would tell your kid who is dealing with those hormones, like, yeah, it's okay. Hormones suck. And just, I sometimes I just am like, yeah hormones suck I'm like do you need a hug and sometimes she just needs a hug sometimes she needs space and that's okay too okay another thing like on the same topic but just something so important that I'm trying to do with my girls is just letting them have their space if they need it not feeling like I have to solve her problem but like sometimes she does just want to be in her room and away from us and people and she's just over it she just doesn't want to deal with us and that's okay That's okay. And I might, you know, it might be different as we get into the actual teen years, but this is, this is kind of where I'm at right now and the things that I've learned up to this point. And maybe in five years, I'll do another, here's the things I've learned having teenagers kind of episode, but let them have their feelings. Don't shame them for it. Talk to them about everything. Okay. And it starts now with your little humans. You're doing great, mama. You're doing great. Check out those resources that I put in the show notes and if it's something that you think could be helpful for you, uh, give it a try. You know, purchase it, but also maybe even see if your library has it if you don't want to buy it. But they're great tools in order to have these conversations if, if you just need that little bit of help. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.